Are you a wise woman over 55 who wants to take control of how your body and brain age? Because you want to keep doing what you love with those you love? No Nonsense Aging is about understanding that while we don't control the fact that we'll age, we do have control over the way we age. I'm your host, Penelope Lane, and in this podcast, we'll delve into the combined power of exercise, cognitive training, mindfulness, and self-compassion so that you can actively shape your aging journey and enjoy a life that exudes vitality, strength, confidence, and calm. What's the number one thing that you worry about as you get older? In a recent exploration within our vibrant Facebook community for women over 55, I delved into this profound question that lingers in the back of our minds as we journey through the many challenges of getting older. And the poll revealed the genuine concerns that echo through the hearts of many women. Having a fall that puts me out of action for a long time. Having a chronic health condition that significantly affects the quality of my life. A diagnosis of cancer. Getting dementia, including Alzheimer's. Losing my independence, not being able to do what's important to me. And financial stresses. So two worries emerged prominently. The first one, having a chronic health condition that significantly affects the quality of my life. And secondly, getting dementia, including Alzheimer's. Now, these concerns feature a lot when we meet up for our coffee catch-ups after our workouts a couple of times a week. Amidst the discussions about family, which are very important, our conversations often circle back to chronic conditions like arthritis, diabetes, high blood pressure, the fear of getting Alzheimer's, high cholesterol and heart disease. Now we share our experiences, not dwelling in despair, but fostering an environment of support and sharing ideas and, of course, tips. And I, too, share these apprehensions. The torture of Alzheimer's, look, it hovers in the background for me. My beloved auntie, once the life and soul of our family gatherings, well, she battled with this cruel disease and she died 15 years ago. And her daughters too, unfortunately, they're facing their own experience because they've been diagnosed with this daunting disease. Also, the legacy of my own health battles, significant osteoporosis from my years of anorexia and an inflammatory bowel disease, again from the anorexia, adds to the layers of my concern. Despite these dark shadows, I've chosen the path of positive action over paralyzing worry, embracing the wisdom encapsulated in the serenity prayer, embracing the controllable, relinquishing the uncontrollable, and discerning the difference via wisdom. 
And the fundamental belief, as expressed by that lovely poem by Marion Williamson, My Deepest Fear. And this resonates within me, reminding me of the untapped power within me, my capacity to shine, granting others permission to do the same. Now, while reflections are vital, action takes precedence. To control the trajectory of our health and well-being, a holistic approach is really, really important. Now, scientists and researchers concur that holistic well-being involves addressing the physical, cognitive and emotional facets. The blue zones around the world where longevity and healthy well-being intertwine, they offer a blueprint for a fulfilling life. Research in these longevity hotspots unveils eight common factors and they are regular physical activity and that being ingrained in daily life, a meaningful purpose motivating daily existence, lifestyle choices to manage stress such as the siesta in Greece and Italy, a healthy plant-based diet with few, if any, processed foods, eating patterns emphasising satisfaction over fullness, moderate alcohol consumption, often in the form of wine, active participation in social groups focused on health and well-being, and belief in a benevolent higher power, whatever that is for you, fostering social connections, and maintaining close relationships between family members and friends. My personal and professional journey has kindled a passionate commitment to empowering women over 55, encouraging them to seize control over the intricate dance of body and brain ageing. And I come at this from a holistic place bringing together many of the blue zone longevity factors that I've just mentioned, and my particular offering is the combinational power of exercise, cognitive training, mindfulness, and self-compassion. We're complex and multifaceted beings. We aren't just our bodies. We aren't just our minds and our thoughts. We aren't just our feelings and our senses. We are all of those things together, and we want them to be in sync, to be in harmony. And that's the reason that I include all of these components when I reach out to help women over 55. And in my unique approach to exercise, we simultaneously engage the core cognitive or brain functions while also working on our cardiovascular fitness and strength, our aerobic fitness and our muscle strength and power. The core brain functions are memory, attention, thinking speed or processing speed, and executive function. And that's stuff like planning, decision-making and problem-solving. Now, this combination of physical and cognitive training aligns with our natural evolutionary history. Our early humans survived and thrived 
by engaging both their bodies and brains together every day in the daily tasks. A quote, the human brain became the most powerful in the world under conditions where motion was a constant presence. Our fancy brains developed not while we were lounging around, but while we were working out. And that's by John Medina in his book, Brain Rules. When you challenge both your body and brain together, you build physical and cognitive reserves, much like a full charged battery in your mobile device. Now, these physical and cognitive reserves serve as vital tools to prepare for all of our years ahead. They provide the muscle mass, strength, and aerobic fitness required for our daily activities and supply the right hormones and chemicals to fight inflammation, which is the underlying culprit behind illness and disease, and the right amount of brain power, new nerve cells and new nerve cell connections in the brain, resulting in healthy brain function or healthy cognitive function. Now, combining physical exercise with brain or cognitive activities It's a powerful way to ensure that you've got more control over how you grow older and it's an investment in your present and also your future self, reducing the chances of both physical and mental decline while enhancing your overall quality and quantity of life. Studies have shown that individuals with significant cognitive reserves They can lead normal lives even with signs of Alzheimer's in their brains. Embracing positive aging beliefs further enhances this effect as it encourages us to adopt healthy lifestyle habits. And when you add mindfulness and self-compassion, well, you've got the essential ingredients for impacting your life quality and quantity in amazingly positive ways. Because being more mindful in your life, it radically changes your life for the better. Being more mindful during exercise, so that is activating the mind-body connection, it gives you better results. In particular, being mindful of your muscles working. Staying focused on your body, particularly your muscles, improves the quality of each of the movements that you make. You have a stronger connection to your body, improving the way you do each exercise, boosting the effectiveness of the exercise. And when you're distracted and rushing through training or workout, this may negatively affect how you do each exercise and it also can result in injury. So tuning into your body as you exercise also boosts your enjoyment and satisfaction. And this really ups your motivation to just get out there and do exercise. Research consistently shows that awareness of what you're doing, that is mindful focus, it does wonders for motivation. Mindfulness also changes how you relate to your inner critic You know that voice that tells you what you're doing wrong, what you should or shouldn't do, 
and makes you focus on what you don't like about yourself. That's the inner critic. As you develop your capacity to be more mindful in your life, you have better control over your inner critic so that you can choose not to listen to it and get sucked into what it's saying about you. And this further enhances your motivation and the outcomes of the exercise that you do. And mindfulness and exercise have many of the same benefits. So when you combine mindfulness with exercise, you boost the physical and cognitive benefits to the sky and beyond. Benefits like improved mood and sleep quality, greater muscle strength and power, manageable stress levels by lowering the stress hormone cortisol, reduced chronic inflammation, which is responsible for so many of the chronic diseases, increased energy, improved memory, and decreased depression and anxiety. Now, mindfulness also improves our brains. It's been shown to lead to increased fitness in the brain cortex, which is the main part of the brain, an area important for living our lives well, especially as we get older. And the regular practice of mindfulness has been shown to increase the size of the hippocampus. And this is an area involved in learning and memory. So just imagine what you're unleashing with the combined power of exercise, mindfulness and cognitive training. They basically complement each other and work harmoniously together so that you can get the very best from your workouts and the other activities that you do each and every day. Now, adding self-compassion to the equation transforms your journey even further. You've got the essential ingredients for taking control over how you age. Self-compassion helps you relate to yourself as a good friend, someone that you want to look after and do healthy things for. It's about knowing that you are okay and doing the very best you can right now. You're kinder to yourself, more supportive and understanding. So looking after yourself, being physically active and practicing mindfulness just flows. It's the opposite of self-criticism, where you judge yourself, beat yourself up with unkind words, and generally giving yourself a hard time. For many women, we can even be harsher and more critical of ourselves than we are of someone that we actually don't like. A quote, If you treat your friends in the same way you treat yourself, you'd have no friends. Christian Neff Self-criticism has many bad effects on our health, the health of our minds and bodies. I'm a great believer in the power of self-compassion. That's why it's essential to my unique approach to body and brain health. Now, developing self-compassion means that you're more likely to start and stick with healthy habits. And you're less likely to give yourself a hard time when you don't do something well as you planned it. Self-compassion training also enhances feelings of happiness and life satisfaction. 
and it can help you adopt a healthier body image and has been associated with enhanced physical health and even immunity. Now, other benefits of self-compassion include more self-confidence, motivation and resilience, are reduced levels of stress, taking appropriate personal responsibility for any mistakes that you make and changes that you need to make in your life, and experiencing more caring, loving personal relationships. Now, interestingly, self-compassion boosts the results that you get from exercise, cognitive training, and mindfulness practices. Because you're engaged in these activities from a place of self-kindness rather than self-criticism, and this enhances your engagement with what you're doing as well as your performance. I'm humbled by the commitment of many women who've been part of my programs and the outcomes that they've experienced. Sharing with you Joanne's journey. She came to my program with chronic anxiety, which meant that she had no joy in her life, and she was burdened by a lack of hope that her life would ever be different. Joanne also struggled with being overweight and had sore knees and shoulders. Now, things that were once easy to do, like carrying her shopping, were becoming increasingly difficult. As an active participant in my holistic program, she experienced renewed strength and happiness. Now, this stands as a testament to the potential of my holistic approach. By intertwining exercise, cognitive training and mindfulness practices with self-compassion, Joanne not only witnessed physical improvements, but she also experienced a profound shift in her emotional well-being. And although she wasn't worried about her memory when we started working together, Joanne was amazed at how much it improved, and this did wonders for her self-confidence. To get the best results for our health, we need to combine exercise with cognitive activities, mindfulness and self-compassion, significantly reducing the chances of physical and cognitive decline as we get older. Now, as we navigate through this exploration, the question surfaces once again. What is the number one thing that you worry about as you get older? And how are you feeling about that worry now? What would be the benefits for you of adopting this holistic approach to controlling how your body and brain age, to keep doing what you love with those you love. Feel free to share your thoughts via my Facebook page, Fit and Fabulous Over 55. I'd love to connect with you. The links are in the show notes. And let's have a fit and fabulous adventure together. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful to you and I hope that you got lots of good stuff so that you can keep doing what you love with those you love. If you don't want to miss an episode, follow or subscribe to know when a new one airs. For now, make sure to check out my website, primeactive.com.au, where you can access all my courses and get a copy of my book, 
fit and fabulous, the no-nonsense approach to controlling how you age.